The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and pushing too far and triggering symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. In today's episode, I'd like to talk about how to go beyond chronic stress monitoring into ways to better position yourself long term so that you don't have to bother monitoring your stress in the first place. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, But don't get me wrong, monitoring your chronic stress level is an important first step uh, because it creates a baseline and over time identifies your threshold number, which means you're not in the dark anymore, right? Once you have your uh, threshold number, you now have a pretty good idea of how close you are to triggering stress-related symptoms on any given day. To me, that's powerful. That's empowering. And which, by the way, using MyStressAlarm.com takes literally one minute a day to do. But anyway... But going beyond just monitoring your stress is making trade-offs in how you spend your time so that you can be highly productive while also maintaining a balanced lifestyle. And I'll cover exactly what I mean by uh, balanced. Uh, But trade-offs to what extent? What kind of trade-offs? Well, it helps to have a guide to making important decisions like this. And so I created a tool called the Sustainability Planning Matrix. It's a super fancy name for a relatively easy concept. And we're going to go through an example right now, although I have to say uh, there's only so much I could do over a podcast, which is why I'm creating an online workshop, uh, which is so much easier and more effective to learn from uh, than over a a podcast. Uh, But we're going to try to do it anyway now. Um, And I'll let you know about the online workshop, but uh, I don't think it'll be too long before it's available. So let's start by picturing a single mother who works full-time and takes online classes after work to advance her career. We'll call her Mary. Mary's got a lot on her plate, but she's determined. And let's say Mary is one of an estimated two-thirds of adults in the United States who are sleep-deprived. Oh, and one more thing. Mary has a mild to moderate ulcerative colitis, which happens to be in remission right now. Okay, so one day uh, the workplace wellness program where Mary works is running a group weight loss challenge, okay? And Mary decides to participate and she ends up making pretty good progress uh, on her workouts and diet. And as a result, she met her weight loss goal and helped her team win the challenge. Woohoo! Awesome, right? Well, not so fast. It turns out Mary can't simply squeeze exercise into her normal routine just like that. Not many people can. So how does she do it? Well, she wakes up an hour earlier, even though she was already uh, somewhat sleep deprived. Now, incidentally, um, almost everyone I've ever talked to or, or, or known who, who works out regularly seems to only need six hours of sleep a night. So they say. Not always, but... It does seem to be the case usually, uh, and I'm not sure what to make of it. But anyway, um, but this is a double whammy for Mary's stress level because not only is she sacrificing sleep when she can least afford to, but she's actually expending even more energy 
uh, now by exercising. It would be different if she woke up early and watched TV in bed for an hour. But no, she's putting physical stress on her body by exercising. So her chronic stress level is going up, 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 despite the fact that they say exercise can relieve stress. I know it's all very confusing. But to continue, if her chronic stress level reaches a certain point, it could trigger or worsen her colitis. Now, of course, it could be any number of stress-related health issues we're talking about. I'm just using colitis in the example, but it could be another autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, anything that could be triggered or worsened by stress. So in this scenario, that would not be a good trade-off to me. Mary would be better off, in my opinion, to just not exercise at all, even though that's not great either. But to me, she's doing more harm than good by sacrificing sleep when she's already sleep deprived. Um, A good analogy or metaphor for this would be the law of conservation of energy, which I'm sure you've heard of, which states that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change form. And I think sort of the same thing could be said for time management. Since there's always 24 hours a day, you can't shorten or lengthen that. Uh, You can only change how you spend that time. Um, So, when a workplace wellness program or a wellness coach or a health coach or whomever advises you to take just 10 minutes in the morning to meditate or 15 minutes for a quick, efficient total body workout, or to take the extra time to cook your meals from scratch because it's much better for you than eating a lot of processed foods. That's time you have to take away from something else, which often gets overlooked or neglected, and inevitably the trade-off ends up being sleep and rest, which most of the time is probably not a good trade-off. Furthermore, chances are Mary, in my example, will not stick to her new routine over the long run because it's too hard. It's just not sustainable. And she increases her chances of her colitis flaring up, which if that happens would affect everything, not just her ability to work out, but her ability to focus on her day job and online classes, uh, not to mention her responsibilities as a mother. All things, by the way, that motivate her to work harder in the first place. So it becomes this vicious cycle. So what to do? Well, if you're not yet monitoring your chronic stress levels, that's a great place to start because, again, it takes one minute a day, so it's something you can definitely stick to, and it has benefits. The next step is to take a full accounting of how you spend your time around the clock, okay? Not every second or every minute, that's impractical and unnecessary, but maybe 90%. And the first step to doing that is to assess how sustainable your current situation is by accounting for your sleep time and other rest. And just to take a step back, so this is all based on that sustainability planning matrix I mentioned before. So picture two uh, intersecting lines that create four quadrants, okay? So the x-axis represents your level of satisfaction with the progress you're making on your goals. So it's not just your bandwidth for goals, how much time you're able to focus on your goals, But how close is that to the amount of time you think you need in order to have any decent chance of reaching your goals? So there is no wrong answer here. It's all based on your feelings, um, which is really important because as I mentioned in a previous episode, you have a natural drive. 
or what they call intrinsic motivation. And that natural drive is part of who you are. You can't change that any more than you can make yourself taller. So you have to satisfy that drive, that feeling, or this won't work. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, the y-axis represents how much rest you're getting each day on average. So without getting into uh, a whole bunch of scenarios, because I try to keep these episodes around 10 minutes or so, which I'm clearly going to go over today. Um, The idea is to assess where you are initially on this matrix and what you would need to do uh, just at a high level to get to what I call coasting or coasting along, which is where you're satisfied with the progress you're making on your goals while getting a certain targeted amount of rest in each day on average. So how much rest? Well, for simplicity's sake, I chose a target of seven hours of sleep a night and three additional hours of rest during the day for a total of 10 hours of rest per day. Now, that's just the baseline I chose for the system. That's what I'm calling a balanced lifestyle. Now, you may disagree with that, you know, and think it should be more or less, or perhaps you just disagree with the split. Maybe you think it's six and four or eight and two versus seven and three. Although that's not as important as the total, it's more of a uh, justification of how you get to the 10 hours. But I tried to pick something that was fairly reasonable, but also fairly attainable for most folks. But the idea is that if you're getting a minimum of 10 hours of rest, which includes sleep, then you're in one of the categories above the x-axis, which are coasting and what I call chill mode. Otherwise, you fall into one of the categories below the x-axis, which are squaring a circle and overextended. And in the workshop, I go into detail for each of these categories, um, including uh, what are the typical scenarios for falling into one of those categories, and more importantly, how to get the coasting along. So the next step is to account for all the work that you do, what I call a task inventory. So the sustainability assessment that I just talked about, together with this task inventory will account for all of your time. Make sense? And this exercise is really helpful because it forces you to be realistic about how long certain tasks or activities actually take you to do. You'd be surprised. It's kind of eye-opening sometimes. Now, I actually created a very easy way to do the sustainability assessment and task inventory, um, which I'll be sharing in the workshop because it gets complicated when you start getting into things that you don't do daily and you start getting in all kinds of different frequencies and stuff. So the task inventory ends up serving as a nice list of potential trade-offs to make more time to either rest more and or work on goals more depending on where you are on the matrix. So when trying to decide a good trade-off, from a cost-benefit standpoint, there may be certain tasks that used to totally make sense to be part of your routine, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. But now, maybe not so much, as, you know, circumstances do change over time, right? Of course, some things never change, like eating. You always have to make time to eat. But every once in a while, it doesn't hurt to take a step back and, you know, just think about uh, all the things you do every day, every week, every month, and so on. And hopefully, there's some low-hanging fruit there, something obvious that's no longer necessary to do. Um, Also, think about lowering your standards a little. If you clean your home once a week, for example, maybe drop that back to every week and a half or every other week. But in general, 
you're looking for trade-offs that don't feel like sacrifices. Aside from trade-offs, think about how you might be able to get things done more efficiently. If you can save just five minutes a day by doing things in a different order or by doing it more efficiently somehow, just five minutes a day, that's two and a half hours a month. I know it's not earth shattering, but you're doing these things in combination, right? A little here, a little there can really add up. And of course, you can outsource uh, non-goal-related tasks uh, to buy yourself more time, carry out, grocery delivery, handyman services, etc., etc. I talked about this in episode three, um, what to do when approaching your stress threshold. Um, But this would be a little more on a regular basis. So I know I breezed over a lot and uh, skipped a lot of details. So I will definitely have uh, probably several more episodes to go into detail about everything I went over today. Uh, And there'll be a lot more detail in my workshops as well, no doubt. Uh, And again, I'll let you know more about that. Um, Well, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time, there's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in, and if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.